Uh, greetings to you in the matchless name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart for having uh, me to be here with you this morning. And uh, while uh, as participants of the conference over the past week, I have enjoyed listening to how then we should worship. And then I am here with full of heart and mind and full of thoughts that, you know, it's a, a heavenly foretaste of what we are experiencing here on Lord's days like this with God's people. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is a, a great opportunity to, to be reminded of why worship is important and how we should be worshipping our Lord and Savior. So this morning, I, I stand before you with a heart full of uh, thoughts and then thankfulness and gratitude for Lord enabling us and strengthening us to worship Him in spirit and truth. And I recognize that these moments are no ordinary moments where the Lord is amidst us and He is the one who knows each and every one of our thoughts and even He knows our groanings and also He knows our hunger, our needs and everything, both spiritual and physical. Uh, I come from and I bring greetings from Central Baptist Church, Machli Patnam, to all of you. And uh, uh, Pastor Doug is known in our church because on September 7, 2022, when we were celebrating our 54th anniversary, he preached to us uh, uh, through Zoom. So everybody in, the, in our church knows him. And uh, you know him before I am here, but uh, physically you got to see me. And it's good that I am uh, here, especially by the Lord's providence and the support of your church. I thank you once again for bringing me here, having me here, enjoying the conference and also to be able to fellowship uh, with you. Uh, Lord drew me close to him in 2000. But two and three through his word from the book of Isaiah and also from the second chapter of Hebrews. So since then, you know, uh, I took uh, some sort of liking towards the book of Hebrews. Though the pastor then was preaching on the sovereignty of God and how God is sovereign in his election and selection, how God is sovereign in salvation, you know, I sat there in the pews you know, trembling with the fear that how can I escape this judgment that is coming? How can I come out of this fear of death and guilty of sin uh, that my life has been engulfed with? And then he drew me uh, to the attention of Hebrews chapter 2 where it says that Christ has come to take away the sting of death, also the fear of death. You know, so it was during that sermon uh, I... uh, came to understand the salvific salvific grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And after the sermon, I sat in the pew and then I, for about 40-45 minutes, I was just praying and thinking about my life, repenting of my sins and then asking God to take over me. And since then, my dear friends, and it's been a wonderful journey. I never thought I would be an evangelist for God. But uh, the next few months, I was giving tracts along the streets of Hyderabad. I never thought, I never imagined in my wildest dreams that people would come to accept Jesus through my testimony. But I got to see some people came to the saving knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ through the efforts of a sinner like me. 
and after that i never imagined that i would go to a bible college you know at the age of 34 uh, with a, uh, a kid uh, with a three year kid and another kid in the uh, <laughs> womb of my wife and then but you know uh, it so happened i always had this distaste towards the job of a pastor because i understood my pastor uh, to be a very a man of suffering uh, a man with uh, deep uh, you know complications regarding how to run the church how to serve the church i have seen his suffering i know that how much he he has to undergo to be the pastor of that church but then i never wanted to be a pastor but while in my first year itself you know i took this call when i was uh, reading the book of uh, ezekiel i took this call to become a pastor and then i wanted to set up an organization of my own i didn't want to work under some people you know i didn't want to i wanted to be independent but through the counseling of my uh, prayerful mother and also my wife and also through the help of the scriptures i went uh, to a rural side of uh, my state central baptist church to serve as their pastor and then uh, i am the longest serving pastor in our church and this is my 11th year there have been 13 pastors before me 12 pastors before me and i am the 13th pastor and in this journey i came to hear some words uh, through youtube and also through books like covenant theology and dispensationalism and uh, you know doctrines of grace and uh, five solas and the word reformation in 2017 when the world is celebrating 500 years of reformation my church received an invitation from the baptist uh, wba world baptist alliance and then i thought to myself what is this reformation <laughs> what is this reformation we are all reformed right we are all biblically informed so i thought i was reformed <laughs> so then i understood uh, that there is a lot to know even coming out of a bible college so the quest started the journey started and then only in the last few months my dear friends i came to be convinced that god has brought me in a journey where he made me to see that the fabric of the scriptures from the book of genesis to the book of Gen- revelation is the covenant theology i came to understand that way and uh, the conversation that i have had with your pastor last year while i was sitting in the conference he came to me out of nowhere he he and nolan came to us and then he started speaking to me and in, our, in the conversation he said you know you need to understand what you believe uh you know that that opened a, a whole world before me yes i need to understand what i believe i why i am a baptist pastor how i am i can be called as a baptist pastor right from then to why uh, i should uh, i mean the terms that the bible speaks of why what's the reason where are those scriptures that i can find in the revelation of god that made me uh, that makes me confessional that makes me understand what i believe so the journey is still going on and thank you for praying for me uh, for our church and for my family and also we do help uh, the church uh, helps uh, pastors around us uh, uh, through the 
conferences and also through some seminars we have a couple of pastors around us who believe uh, you know my uh, i mean like you know my love for them and also sit with me to understand and meditate the scriptures uh, in the light of uh, the new uh, the solid uh, and uh, teaching that i uh, get to know through youtube or through friends like pastor dag barger and all that so right now we are going through a class taught by your pastor about london baptist confession and uh, i am in the i am only in the third chapter so you should understand when i expose it in the scriptures you should understand that i am still a baby in the scriptural knowledge and pastor dag was telling you all about the jet lag i know your story uh, pastor who is so tired came to the pulpit and told the congregation that i will sit on the chair and i will speak to you is it okay so one crazy guy among the congregation replied back okay pastor you please sit and preach to us we will uh, sleep on the pews and listen to you <laughs> it's good <laughs> so so you know i feel sleepy only when i am in his car i don't know why <laughs> uh, it's a good car big car and in india you know indian roads cars go like this and then you know it it will go like this <laughs> but you know here his car is going as if i am in a uh, you know good bed you know so i am naturally feeling sleepy <laughs> we have this wonderful scripture portion before us my dear friends this morning to speak to our hearts hebrews chapter 12 verses 18 to 25 and i like i begin to like this scripture portion and as i meditate uh, uh, with all of you i ask god's help to speak to me as well to touch my heart as well to change my life as well to change the pattern of how i worship him as well along with you so before we go into the word let us have a word of prayer father we are so thankful lord for days like this wherein we come to experience your presence as a community and as a body of believers and assembly as a church lord as the word is kept open before us lord that we ask your help so that we meditate it according to your will by the guide through the guidance of your spirit and may we see the light and may we behold you your son our lord jesus christ and also find out his will for our lives help us to examine ourselves lord help us to be lord touched through the truth of this scripture portion and if possible lord enable us and strengthen us to draw ourselves closer to you through your help for your glory we commit this time into your loving hands in jesus name i pray amen uh, let me give you a small introduction before i read the scripture portion for you hebrews is a book of exhortation is a letter of exhortation it is a letter of encouragement to those who are tempted to go back to the realm of judaism it is written to the believers who are among those people 
who are attracted by the message of salvation but not made a full commitment to Christ. So the, those are not among us. Those who have not been really saved. So when they got to see a trial coming in or when they got to see uh, new experiences not coming in, when they got to see their physical uh, wishes or uh, the, uh, they could not see the reality of the spiritual experience, they are drawing back to Judaism. So these believers, uh, you know, uh, this letter is written to those believers who are among those uh, kinds of people. So it is written to strengthen the wavering believers. I am not saying the falling believers, but it is written to strengthen the wavering believers. The writer is engaging the Old Testament and the beauty of the New Testament. The majesty of grace in this beautiful scripture portion and also uh, presenting his you know, understanding of the difference between the old and the new dispensation. And you know, he is like a man who is speaking there from that side, Old Testament, and it is from this side. He is presenting the majesty of grace under the New Testament and he is providing you know, an option for them to choose which is the better one, which is good for you and uh, uh, which is full of grace that you can depend upon. So it's like a debate that's happening here and you know we are here to choose. So the present age excels in so many matters. You know in one way if he, ha if he can dissect the message of this uh, writer from this scripture portion in simple terms that we can understand. The present dispensation, the present new covenant, the majesty of grace that is available in the new covenant is better in every aspect, in so many aspects. So this is a very, very simple message that is being taught to us today. So it has some of the greatest Christological passages. You know, who loves Christ loves this letter. You know, when uh, I married my wife, I went to her village and uh, people came to me and were telling me, Oh, your wife is a good student. Your wife is a good person. Your wife has a lot of, uh, has done a lot of work working among prostitutes, working among uh, orphans for her masters in sociology, social work and all that. So, you know, I married her. Uh, that was the fourth or fifth day. And I went to her village and people were talking so many uh, good things about my wife. You know, my heart felt good. So when these people uh, became new believers and then there is this uh, writer telling them the, the beauty of Christ, the person of Christ and explaining them the work of Christ to them, you know, their hearts must have been full. My dear friend, so when I get to read or you, when you get to meditate the book of Hebrews, you know, it speaks of Christ, 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 Christ everywhere. You know, it should make our joy full of rejoicing for, the, for who he is and for what he has done uh, for the church. So it says that the better, uh, the word better is used so many times. 
you know he is better than uh, people he is better than angels he is better than moses he is better than joshua he is better than aaron he is uh, he is better than everybody he has got a better covenant he his sacrifice is the better there is not a word betterest but it is the best sacrifice of all you know it's a, and he has got this better covenant <laughs> in a superior covenant and uh, and this book has a lot of doctrinity lot of doctrine you know if we want to solidly grounded in the high christology my dear friends i invite you to read this uh, and meditate this and i was told that your pastor is expositing this book so you know i am his student as i told you as john the baptist came before lord jesus christ imagine me coming before and then giving you a overview of chapter 12 and then he will come sometime later and then he will uh, expose all these things for you it's providence of god i think so this is also there is also a duty for us from this book you know first 10 chapters cover the uh, what you call the doctrine part and from 11 chapter we see the examples being provided for us to emulate and there is a duty for us and also one thing you have to understand that you this letter of hebrews proves to us that we cannot understand the new testament without the old testament amen and also we cannot understand the importance of old testament without seeing the reality that is presented to us in new testament so you know the letter of hebrews lot of times in my early christian days i used to think that i can buy a new testament that's it why old testament why the book of numbers why the book of leviticus they are all gone they are all finished but you know as a student of the scriptures you know at this time you know i began to realize the importance of the old testament my dear friends you know here we have a letter here where all those truths combined then presented to us you know if they, it is a paper one side of the paper old testament and one side the of the paper christ in new testament and enable us to see the beauty of god's overarching work from the beginning of the creation you know to that glorious day of redemption that we are all waiting and groaning uh, for us to us to experience so we get to see the shadow we get to see the reality we get to see the abstract and we also get to see the actual in the new testament in the book of hebrews so let me turn your attention to chapter 5 verses 12 to 4 for though by this time you ought to be teachers you need someone to teach you again the basic principles of the oracles of god you need milk not solid food for everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness since he is a child but solid food is for the mature for those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil my dear friends this gives another reason Uh, to inform us why this letter is very very important uh, uh, to grow in the knowledge of our lord it is very very important the recipients of this letter ought to be matured by now we understand from the scriptures but they are not 
you know let me tell you maybe some of us are like this maybe i am one of those you know the book of hebrews notes these kinds of people but it also tells us that we grow in proportion only according to the knowledge of the lord if we know him more we grow more if we know him less you know we stay stagnant in our spiritual growth so peter the chief disciple of lord jesus christ exhorts in second uh, peter chapter 1 and verse 3 where he says that his divine power has granted us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence so christ and his christ his person and his work are presented all through this book all through this letter and so you know this is a great book what is there before this passage in hebrews 11 we have heroes of faith you know we have wonderful examples we have spiritual giants and then you know the writer enables us to see how those spiritual giants that have walked the way of faith before us but uh, when he comes to the 12th chapter he also presents us the examples of those people who are wavering who are not those spiritual giants but the actual reality of the lives of those people who are failing in a greater duty that has been given to them and he presents those examples here you me let me uh, see with you chapter 12 verses 1 and 2 the, therefore since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely you know you imagine a person who is running 100 meters or 200 meters and see you imagine a person who is with shorts and then who is with a t-shirt and then running and you imagine a person with some 100 kg of you know a bag of rice or some utensils upon his shoulders you know you see that imagine and the scripture here helps us to see a person who is running this race of faith with lot of burden maybe it is sin which clings so closely and is exhorting them to uh, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us looking to jesus the founder and perfecter of our faith some are not running the race because of the excess baggage that they have been carrying in their life they lost a sense of spiritual mindedness when you don't possess that spiritual mindedness definitely don't think that you stay in the middle path but you know your mind and your life will be clouded with the weight of the world so that it will not enable you to run the race so when this letter is reminding us those people let us examine our lives this passage is for us whether there is any weight of the world or whether there is any sin in our life 
you know that is that is place that we ourselves placed on our life so that we could not run this race and chapter 3 sorry verse 3 consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against against himself so that you may not grow weary or faint heart so that you may not grow weary or faint hearted some people are struggling my dear friends you know really struggling you know you if you examine the what do you call the so the structure of the society of the new believers you can understand the persecution uh, one side from the roman government and one side from the jewish society the jewish society has expelled these new christians from their society so extended families are not there sometimes wife became a new christian and then husband remained a jew sometimes parents became christians and children remained jews sometimes children became christians and parents still there some of them are without you know a support emotional support and also because of the persecution from the roman roman government you know they lost their jobs they lost their lands some are in jails some are in prison you know suffering uh, you know for no crime that they have committed so they are faint hearted like you know they do not you know they are, are like you know they are uh, they are down at that time and this letter is reminding them oh, no no we have seen only little and there is more that is coming please get up please get up please stand and start your race and also verse uh, 7 and 8 it is for discipline that you have to endure god is treating you as sons for what son is there whom his father does not discipline if you are left without discipline in which all have participated then you are illegitimate children and not sons in india spanking is very very common but i know in america if you spank your child police will come <laughs> but in <laughs> if you want to scap spank your child bring him to india and then you can you can do as as you like <laughs> so you know one day i will let me give you an uh, i mean a perfect uh, illustration about this one day there were three uh, people who were speaking very bad things uh, on road and out of those three people there is my son and then i overheard their conversation and i immediately went there i immediately chided my boy and then he i mean he started you know i mean like talking back to me and then i just gave him one or two <laughs> those boys you know stood still and left the place and then i brought my boy and the first question on the lips of my boy was why did you beat me why you don't beat them then i told him you are my son and this is what is the writer is trying to explain to them you are going through a process of discipline god is pruning some things away from your life so that you know you flourish and prosper for the glory of god you know because you are his children he is doing that if you are an illegitimate child and in telugu it is translated as someone who is born of an illegitimate relationship so that the father need not take care of 
but because we are born of him because we are his children he is trying to discipline us maybe one of us is going through this process of discipline and then we are weary and faint hearted we couldn't tolerate you know we are maybe waiting when is this rod of discipline is going away from us my dear friends you know we all have to go through these processes yes. there is no christian growth or there is no knowledge of the lord in our life without these things that's right yeah you can all resonate with me when i say these things and the this letter is encouraging them that oh it is better to be disciplined because there are greater things that are coming there are greater things that are coming and also we will i would like to see uh you with me chapter 12 and verse 16 that no one is sexually immoral or unholy like isa who sold his birthright for a single meal for you know that afterward when he desired to inherit the blessing he was rejected for he found no chance chance to repent though he sought it with tears you know it turns our attention to the old testament isaac jacob and isa you know isa uh, when he was hungry he trades his you know the birthright of being the firstborn for a simple meal and then when uh, isaac gives a good blessing to his uh, second son jacob and then he cries out for a blessing but then a blessing don't come maybe these people are surrounded by those people who are not who have not been changed or who have not become christians in real sense who have not committed their life to jesus christ they are going back they are not among us they are not of us they are not born of god so they they came you know just like that in india uh, there we see so many examples like this you know people come because they might have cancer and they will like to see and they would like to test jesus christ so if they are cured they will be here in church for some time but after that the interest interest fades away and they will go away uh, as a pastor i try to bring them back to christ but i could see that the fruit of salvation is not in them i could see that the gospel is not planted in them i don't see the real fruit of faith hope and love in them then i understood maybe they are not of us so there are some examples some of us around us must be going back and living as they are maybe we are discouraged by that fact maybe they are prospering maybe they are well off but this letter helps us to see what the majesty of grace that has been what is the privilege of the believer under this new dispensation new testament and new covenant you know in the following passage from verse 18 to 25 after that we are given simple uh, you know regulation thing exhortations regarding regulations like marriage and also sacrifices pleasing to god love obeying the leaders and loving the neighbors and all that but this passage that is here my dear friends you know if, if i want to title my message uh, for this afternoon it is the majesty of grace under new testament this passage discusses the privileges of new testament believer so that we love and desire this grace 
let me repeat this this passage discusses the privileges of new testament believer so that we love and desire this grace so let me read uh, with you this passage chapter 12 verses 18 to 25 please for you have not come to what may be touched a blazing fire and darkness and gloom and tempest and the sound of a trumpet and a voice whose words made the hearers beg that no further messages be spoken to them for they could not endure the order that was given if even a beast touches the mountain it shall be stoned indeed so terrifying was the sight that moses said i tremble with fear so here you see you know uh, what we have not come to the signs or the emblems or the picture of the old dispensation or the old covenant and verse 22 starts with a wonderful word but you know in some you know so many scriptures we say but god <laughs> but he you know you know see the beautiful word again but it marks a transition there but you have come to mount zion and to the city of the living god the heavenly jerusalem and to innumerable angels in festal gathering and to the assembly of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven and to god the judge of all and to the spirits of the righteous made perfect and to jesus the mediator of a new covenant and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of abel and you see the exhortation words in verse 25 say that you do not refuse him who is speaking for if they did not escape when they refused him who warned them on earth much less will we escape if we reject him who wants from heaven the you know, scripture passage presents as the superiority of the gospel in order to show that the neglect of it would involve greater guilt than in the case of law so there are two things what we have not come to what we have come to verses 18 to 21 what we have not come to from 22 to 24 what we have come to so first let me see the signs or emblems or the picture of the things that we have not come to under the old testament for you have not come to for is a thing that you know why that's why i have gone through the first verses of this chapter for there is some weight upon us there is some sin in our lives uh, the, some of us are weary and faint hearted uh, some of us are loathing the discipline we are abhorring the discipline of the lord we don't want some of us we are not desiring uh, you know and then some of us uh, some of those around us are going back and we keep looking at them prospering but then we are being discouraged you know there are these examples but for the therefore we have not come to the word says that to be like that we have not come to we are not look we are not we should not be like those kind of people we have not come to what may be touched you know it is mount sinai i don't know how you pronounce it in english i always wanted after i came here but i have not asked pastor that do you pronounce it as mount sinai 
Mount Sinai is, a, my, is my pronunciation right? Yes, yeah. Yes. yeah, Mount Sinai. You know, it is talking about Mount Sinai. What may be touched? It is talking about a mountain. It is talking about something that can be touched. It is talking about something that can be perceivable. You see it with, the, with your eyes, you know. It is sight that this word is talking about. So, you imagine a picture where there is a mountain, where God is coming upon the mountain, where Moses has gone on the top of the mountain to receive the commandment of the law from the very mouth of God. And you see the society or the community of Israel gathered around the mountain, you know, experiencing that gloomy and dark picture where the mountain was filled with, you know, a voice of trumpet or, you know, the thunders, you know, and then, you know, you see, they see the fire. You know, in, if you go to the mountains, there is a mountain range nearby the city of Vishakapatnam in our state. And I, when I was crisscrossing those mountains in my small car, suddenly there was this heavy rain. In fact, that was the first rain in our rainy season, and so many thunders. And then, you know, uh, when I am reading this scripture portion, I remember that. When you are in the, among the mountains, the rain can seem to be very terrible, my dear friends. You know, the sounds and then the water that is gushing down and then the thunders of that first rain, you know, it all makes your heart tremble. But here it is not talking about rain. It is talking about the very, very presence of God. It's a very, very presence of the God. It was a substance. It was a real mountain. Everything was f around it was filled with awesome fear. I want you to focus those words. Blazing fire and darkness and gloom and a tempest and the sound of a trumpet and a voice whose words made the hearers beg that no further messages be spoken to them. If you do this, you will die. If you do this, you will live. There were commandment after commandments. And these people understood that they cannot follow these commandments in their lifetime. Those commandments were meant to make them understand their nothingness and helplessness. So they understood that part of God's idea in revealing himself through those commandments and they were terrified. It is a real picture. It is a real experience. But the scripture portion says that we have not come to. Let us go back to that original experience in chapter uh, 19 of Exodus. You know, over the last two days, we were told and reminded again and again that for Israelites, Exodus is the moment of salvation. Right? <laughs> we have not come to a place where Moses has come to take us out to Canaan, Canaan through the wilderness. So, but it is good to be reminded of this experience. Chapter 19 from verse 16. On the morning of the third day, there were thunders and lightnings and a thick cloud on the mountain and a very loud trumpet blast so that all the people in the camp trembled. 
then moses brought the people out of the camp to meet god and they took their stand at the foot of the mountain now mount sinai was wrapped in smoke because the lord has had descended on it in fire the smoke of it went up like the smoke of a kiln and the whole mountain trembled greatly and as the sound of trumpet grew louder and louder moses spoke and god answered him in thunder the lord came down on mount sinai to the top of the mountain and the lord called moses to the top of the mountain and moses went up so you see this terrifying picture you know this is reiterated once again in chapter 4 of deuteronomy where moses was speaking to the next generation of israelites you know so when moses was recalling this very incident where lord came down on the top of the mountain to give his commandment he warns the second generation of israelites who doesn't ought have this experience of you know surrounding the mountain to note this and remember this for their entire lifetime this incident is very very important my friends there is something this is in this incident in fact you know when these people were afraid and want not to hear this voice moses we cannot hear this we cannot go through this experience you go man you you hear the commandments of the lord and later you come down and you speak to us we cannot bear this experience even the lord tells moses that what they are saying is right so the lord in his own you know will an action has desired that experience to be like that in order to make the people understand the sinfulness of man and the majestic holiness of god mm-hmm. you know so they have to recognize that he is the holy one and there has to be way there there is a way this is the way that god desired to construct you know that thinking in the man's mind and heart in the deepest part of his heart that we cannot approach this majestic and holy and pure and you know glorious god on our own strength and on our own merit that was god's desire you know in coming down with the voice of trumpet with smoke and with fire and all that god used this sign so that he might secure authority and also secure the reverence of his dear children to the law so that they live for his glory mm-hmm. my dear friends so here moses is you know on top of the mountain and people are uh, listening to this in verse 22 of chapter 20 sorry in verse chapter 20 and we will see verses 18 and 19 exodus now when all the people saw the thunder and the flashes of lightning and the sound of the trumpet and the mountain smoking the people were afraid and trembled and they stood far off and said to moses you speak to us and we will listen but do not let god speak to us lest we die moses said to the people do not fear for god has come to test you that the fear of him may be before you that you may not sin this is to the benefit of the people even under the old testament you see how the lord has been gracious from the beginning you know when he says that even if an animal or a man should touch the mountain he should be done to death 
why because he is gracious enough not to allow his people die he is he is merciful enough that he wants to secure their reverence and their subordination their honor to the law so that they live for his glory he is even gracious there and these people only could not understand and when this commandment is being given and you know after commandment after commandment is being given they were afraid that they could cannot satisfy the desire of god by their own strength and by their own will they should be able to understand that but they could not so fearful that the israelites wanted to hear the familiar voice of moses rather than the voice of god maybe the commandment seemed not to be practically workable by the israelites there in all this god is revealing himself god is telling them who he is that is an extra picture of grace my dear friends when i as a pastor when i look at the lives of those godly people who get saved and come to the church some of those were there in the church for the last 40 years 50 years some of those were there some 10 days or 20 days you know i don't see a good man coming there i go don't see a good woman being in the church for so long time but uh, as a pastor i could only see the grace of god in both people it is a grace of god you know that is apparently evident for us when god is coming down on the top of a mountain and presenting a terrible picture around himself so god you know only frightens them no you know in that beautiful canonical majesty of the book of the bible we see in the book of leviticus he tells them the way to approach him through the means of several sacrifices right and conrad mv one of the speakers in the uh, uh, conference was telling that the leviticus 16 the day of the atonement where the high priest goes into the holy of holies is one of the highlight or key texts in the entire bible where god opens a way for the people to come to him the way is still like this you know the high priest of that day went there but then our high priest jesus christ went there and nobody need not go once again right the way is open for all of us so god in his grace has revealed you know how this uh, so holy and righteous god and how this man so sinful and utterly helpless could come to him by his gracious nature he is allowing him to he is allowing man to come to him through the way of sacrifice because he knows what appeases him what satisfies him what makes him god and what makes man a man he wanted to commune with his people you know we understand that he is so self sufficient like you know i need a family i need a brotherhood i need friends i need a water to drink but god is so self sufficient you know first it was i it uttered to me that uh, this is not good why god should be so self sufficient within himself you know god need friends right that's why he created me to be his friend you know my thoughts went on like that but later i understood that he has got two friends there god the father god the son and god the holy spirit 
and you know sometimes i tell i tell to myself if i have one friend in my life i can live this life peacefully you know we tell some ourselves you know we do, if we have good friends one is enough we cannot you know bear the second person because they will come you know into competition right and god has already two friends you know who we are pure like himself who are holy like himself who are so special like himself and then who love fellowship like himself who are you know subordinate to each other out of love who carry the will of each other out of love not on the basis of duty so why does he need me my dear friends when we see that there is this god who is so self sufficient within himself coming to commune with his people whom he has chosen only in his free and unlimited love we see the evidence of grace there also but when you see this mountain being clouded with this fire and voice of trumpet and smoke and all that you know we lose the sight of who god is but it is speaking of you know that original incident where god came to uh, came on the top of the mountain but my dear friends the word is telling us that we have not come to that place we have not come to the place where god is hiding his grace among that thick cloud of smoke and the voice of trumpet god has been gracious since beginning and you know his grace is a response to the human rebellion that he knows from the beginning so a holy god that could uh, not allow uh, simply allow the rejection of him to stand which contradicts his holy nature and his loving nature the answer is grace motivated by love and shaped by god's holiness which takes account of the seriousness seriousness of man's sin and yet in his love brings sinners back into communion with him he allowed adam and eve to leave even after their sin he preferred israel even after many failures they were his children they remained his children they could not understand this grace let me turn your attention to deuteronomy chapter 5 and then we'll go back to the passage in hebrews verses 22 these words the lord spoke to all your assembly at the mountain out of the midst of the fire the cloud and the thick darkness with a loud voice and he added no more and verse 23 and as as soon as you heard the voice out of the midst of the darkness while the mountain was burning with fire you came near to me all the heads of your tribes and your elders 24 moses recalls the voice of those elders who were present in that original incident and you said behold you are, the lord our god has shown us his glory and greatness and we have heard his voice out of the midst of the fire this day we have seen god speak with man and man still live now therefore why should we die for this great fire will consume us if we hear the voice of the lord our god any more we shall die verse 28 now come down to verse 28 and the lord heard your words he tells the second generation of israelites moses when he spoke to me and the lord said to me i have heard the words of this people which they have spoken to you they are right in all that they have spoken yes 
you know lord is saying yes lord is stamping yes it's right for them to be trembled and you know shaken out of fear but then god has this you know grace in his mind god has a way of allowing people to come into him even in the book of genesis 15 we see a picture of god's grace in giving that covenant to abraham also you know after covenant after the god tells abraham and then he makes abraham fall asleep and he kills an animal right you know he actually divides it into two and he is the one who actually walks among the dead carcasses of the animals he never lets the abraham to come and walk in between that animal what does it mean it is grace if you fail you know i will be the one who will be condemned it is a picture of grace my dear friends and here god understands that you know yes they are right they cannot keep my commandments and i know the way moses and i know the way and i know what i have planned to my people in genesis 15 and verse 17 abraham does not pass between the carcasses only the lord does this lord unconditionally pledges himself to abraham's descendants so this action where you see in hebrews chapter 18 and you see all these uh, ch- sorry hebrews chapter 12 from verse 18 to 20 you know you see all these things there uh, in that original incident lord telling them no one should touch this mountain if he touches it he should be stoned but in verse 21 indeed so terrifying was the sight that moses said i tremble with fear in fact you know i could not find this in the old testament you know where moses said i also tremble with fear but maybe it must have been passed as a tradition among the children of israelites that the writer uh, was prompted by the power of the holy spirit to record this you know uh, words for us you know maybe moses when telling the israelites could not say being the leader you know man i trembled with fear but the holy spirit in his majesty was telling us that you know moses even moses was trembled with fear so there is this dark gloomy picture of god coming to his people where the grace is clouded under the thick smoke and also you know people could not hear the grace behind those commandments because they were so surrounded by that the voice of the uh, the voice and the trumpet we have not come to that picture where we cannot understand the grace we have not come to that incident where god is showing us the way to commune with him but the way is not revealed there we have not come to uh, a situation in our life uh, you know in that redemptive history where god is only showing that he is holy and we are sinful and he is not showing us that lord jesus christ but verse 22 says that but we have but you have come to 
but but you know you know when conrad was saying that the hour is coming the hour is coming in john 4 the hour is speaking about the suffering death burial and resurrection of jesus christ it changed the whole dimension of the redemptive history my dear friends here you know this one word like but you know uh, gets all the dimensions of the person and the work of lord jesus christ into the word here here but because of jesus christ but because of the person because of the work of jesus christ he can put all those things you have come to mount zion he have come to mount zion and to the city of the living god the heavenly jerusalem to the city of the living god you know it's like you know you know here lord is god is coming on the top of the mountain in the world dispensation but here we, we are approaching the city of the living god and you know god is coming from heaven imagine the situation where you know god is coming down on the top of the mountain with a thick cloud of smoke but we are now approaching the approached the heavenly jerusalem and then you know it says that mount zion you know it is a place of the dwelling of god it is a place you know where you can relate to the holy of holies you know for a jew it is unthinkable unrelatable unapproachable but you know it is telling us about the majesty of grace that is present in lord jesus christ because of him we have approached the very holy of holies and we have approached the we have come into the very presence of god because of jesus christ and you have come to a new dispensation in fact this world is saying this word is saying the excellencies the advantages of are far superior instead of fear there is a joy instead of trembling there is confidence that is set in the mind and hearts of believer who is under this new testament my dear friends who is under this covenant of grace that is presented to us through the person and work of jesus christ paul elsewhere makes a very stark contrast between these two dispensations but before going to second corinthians you know let me turn your attention to romans chapter 8 romans chapter 8 you know this is uh, the seventh day i think that i am away from my family and definitely my son who loves me will be waiting for him will be waiting for me and i told him that i might get a camera that nolan is giving to me that you can record me and we can put it on computer he loves the technology you know <laughs> and then he wants to help the church when my son sees my said daddy like american churches we should put air conditioners here <laughs> you know he tells me okay brother when you become big think about it <laughs> i tell him that daddy why don't you appear on youtube you know he tells me that daddy that person is not coming go and visit him bring that person those those preachers are not preaching well daddy you preach well please you know ask them to come here show them your messages you know he loves the church he don't he won't understand you know but you know he loves the church just because he is my kid just because he loves me he loves me what makes me feel good right so he will be waiting for me but here you see a picture here uh, chapter 8 of verse 28 uh, sorry chapter 8 and verses uh, i will be reading from verses 22 for we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now 
and not only the creation but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the spirit grown inwardly as we wait eagerly for adoption as sons the redemption of our bodies for in this hope we were saved now hope that is seen is not hope for who hopes for what he sees my dear friends here paul is saying that we have a foretaste of heaven now we are not satisfied with this we are not satisfied just because we come to enjoy the lord's taste like this no no we need not be content and all the believers under new testament are waiting for a day that they are to be with the lord that they want very the very presence of god with them my dear friends you understand he said oh you are not coming god on one day so when i when are you coming on the other side you understand this you know he is talking that you know he is not talking about it and applying it to only humans he is looking at the creation maybe trees maybe the animals there and because he has this you know craving desire to be with the lord he could understand that this all creation also is groaning for the return of lord jesus lord and savior jesus christ he loves the lord you can say that and he 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 notices the love in the creation also my dear friends you know there is this what do you call that inner groaning that long desire for god's people to be with the lord but this happens when you are able to savor experience and enjoy the present blessing of being under the grace and majesty of this grace when you understand this under the new covenant also then let us go back to hebrews chapter Uh, 18 verse 22 again but you have come to mount zion and to the city of the living god and heavenly jerusalem there is a sense of freedom in this new covenant as you understand right in second corinthians elsewhere chapter 3 paul writes in second corinthians chapter 3 paul makes a stark contrast between these two dispensation chapter 3 verses 7 to 11 now if the ministry of death carved in letters on stone came with such glory that the israelites could not gaze at moses face because of its glory which was bring brought to an end will not the ministry of the spirit have even more glory for if there was glory in the ministry of condemnation the ministry of righteousness must far exceed it in glory indeed in this case what once had glory has come to have no glory at all because of the glory that surpasses it there was glory there was grace that we could say right man god doesn't want human to die god himself came to reveal you know so that the man can commune to him he is presenting a way through the levitical sacrifices right there is grace in that there is grace even among the terrible sound and voice of trumpet here paul presented in another words that the glory under this new covenant surpasses the truth and the grace that was available under the old dispensation and also you know if we look unto galatians chapter 4 he makes a very bold statement chapter 4 and verse 21 to 28 he gives the example of sara and hagar tell me who you who desire to be under the law do you not listen to the law he is making them you know to desire the grace in the new testament 
you know not to go back to that world and it's not to relapse in not to be relapsed into judaism he's encouraging them you know in the hebrews here you see again a debate that he is setting forth before them for it is written that abraham had two sons one by a slave woman and one by a free woman but the son of the slave was born according to the flesh while the son of the free woman was born through promise now this may be interpreted allegorically these women are two covenants one is from mount sinai bearing children for slavery she is hagar now hagar is mount sinai in arabia she corresponds to the present jerusalem for she is in slavery with her children but the jerusalem above is free and she is our mother for it is written rejoice o barren one who does not bear break forth and cry aloud you who are who are not in labor for the children of the desolate one will be more than those of the one who has a husband now you brothers like isaac are children of promise and now you know who is our child of promise lord jesus christ <laughs> you know in galatians only he tells us that mount zion literally denotes you know as a place wherein we find in southern jerusalem a type of holy city referred to as the glorious mount a great a great door in fact is open that's what this statement is making a great favor is shown to us you know the way to the holy of holies is open now we have come to comprehend the gospel the good news of this of that you know way being opened for god's people to enter into the very presence of god you know i love these verses in gospel of john you know chapter 1 verse 12 you know beautiful verse i love this but who all who did receive him who believed in his name he gave the right to become children of god you know there is this beauty of adoption that we have come to participate in life there is this beauty of togetherness there is this wonder of personal and intimate relationship with the lord yesterday you know there will be mountain top experiences in our christian life right you know everybody can resonate with me you know sometimes there are those moments where you feel that you are the only person that belongs to the lord <laughs> and you are the only person that he is talking to you now you know i had that experience you know it will not be like that every day you know i understand but i had that experience on the second day where where the speaker conrad mv was speaking about worshiping him in truth and spirit you know i had that experience that lord closed i mean lord is not caring anybody in this world except me i had that mountain top experience you know here uh, it is informing us that the believer under the new testament has come to experience this unlimited so it is speaking about a very very personal and intimate relationship we are still the travelers in this earth my dear friends let me remind you you know but our patriarchs you know as verse 13 of chapter 11 says that do is all died in faith not having received the things promised but having seen them and greeted them from afar and having acknowledged that they were strangers and exiles on the earth for people who speak thus make it clear that they are seeking a homeland you know when you see these things you know abraham sacrificed you know abel sacrificed there was moses sacrifice but they in their heart of their hearts 
they have they must have not believed in the sacrifices they have offered but they looked unto that day where jesus christ jesus christ was you know was the perfect sacrifice on the altar you know as an atonement and also as a propitiation for all of us that we could have this intimate and personal relationship with the lord you know when i went to the bible college you know the first words spoken to us were you know uh, the, the our principal dr ian payne in new zealander told us two things you know i cannot remember i was sitting there you know i did not study very much in my college days but i secured good marks and i also secured uh, what you call that the first rank in the masters uh, you know when i was studying history i have that you know picture of gold medal i came in the i came first in my class but i did not study well i understand that but when i came to the bible college i wanted to cling to the each and every word of the you know uh, the coming from our professors the first few words that he told us if my dear friends there are two things that i would like you to know there is one thing the people the jewish people trembled to write the name of the jehovah they could not write it they wrote it without vowels they wrote only consonants so that they could live they thought that if they uh, write it they might pronounce it and they might die so such a holy god such a holy reverence they had towards god and secondly he said we have come here to know god you understand knowing god is the paramount thing you know to satisfy the chief end of man which is to glorify god without knowing him without understanding his majesty how can you glorify him so god has shown his divine favor not only of on you my dear friends but on those people who are going to hear you when you understand what you hear here and you speak outside i cannot forget those things my dear friends i still cherish those beautiful words that came out of our principal here you know the writer is reminding them that the holy spirit lord is reminding those weary faint hearted discouraged christians who are surrounded by the people who are relapsing into judaism that you have come to the very presence of god and to innumerable angels in festal gathering and to the assembly of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven you know here you he when you see uh, a image where god is surrounded by innumerable angels you know when you when the word says that you have come to this the gathering of these innumerable angels like in a festival gathering mm-hmm. you know in a festival gathering they will not be silent but they will be doing something they will be praising they will be worshiping the lord and you have come here to this worship gathering where you are not still but singing praises for the glory of salvation that you have come to experience you know my dear friend so we are not still or we are not stagnant there we are worshiping god we are we become a worshiping community there you are already singing my dear friends maybe you are not understanding maybe you are your spirits have come to experience this glory of salvation that you are thanking and being grateful to this joy of salvation that lord has bestowed you with you please look into that small factor you know in fact this is so appeasing to the new believers there when they 
must have read these words for the first time you know you imagine the light that was shining in their you know eyes you know the the drooling shoulders or the weak knees that were getting strengthened to stand up and run the race oh we have come to this innumerable angels who are gathered to worship what a privilege to worship this living god you know you understand this and then you can understand the grace that is given to us and to the assembly of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven actually the firstborn refers to each and every first child of every israelites but the levites were consecrated in their first place and also this you know in the uh, what you call in this context it is uh, you know it can refer to those very first believers who you know who uh, uh, came to the lordship of lord jesus christ after accepting him as their personal lord and here it says that you know uh and to god the judge of all and to the spirits of the righteous made perfect you know joy encompasses our life when we will uh, you know uh, we understand that we are sinners but there is a god who treated us as righteous who judged us as righteous we know that this god has condemned christ on behalf of us there is this guilt that is being taken away my dear friends you know there is this uh, uh, sin and also guilt of sin you know sin we do it but this guilt we cannot run away from unless and until we understand this that lord has condemned christ lord has placed every each and every sin that we have committed upon him and here we have come to a judge who is judging us as righteous we do not have fear here we do not have that you know uh, anticipation where will he treat us as sinners or will he will he judge us with condemnation or he will he just you know make us go scot free we know the judgment right god has dealt justly upon the lord jesus christ for each and every sin that we have committed now we have come to this judge who knows our inward and outward you know when you are that person without guilt of sin and without that condemnation of sin upon your life and you are under the loving hands of our merciful savior and you come to the father and you know when god is looking at you as he looks at his son jesus christ you understand that you have no fear but only love coming and emanating from this god the judge the perfect and holy righteous judge who accepts us as we are because he has washed us in the precious blood of our lord and savior jesus christ so there is no fear and we have come and we when we are accepted we are accepted now and to the spirits of the righteous made perfect you know sometimes as pastors you know <laughs> we have this wonderful times wherein we come to know a lot there is a woman who is a very dear child of god but always you know uh, gives me directions of how to lead the church because in a, in a church you know there will be some types you know you just have to bear with them you know i was i was there you know two three years and then she kept on telling him how to run the church and then but uh, she died one day 
and then i i went and stood there and suddenly this elder gave me a look like now you can live freely my dear son <laughs> but i know i knew in my heart of hearts that you know just 3 days before her death she called me on phone and asked me a question how long should i suffer upon this earth my husband has been dead 50 years ago i have been living as a widow for all these 54 years and then she used to call me i mean nana i mean like it's like son son how long before the lord takes me you know if there is a prayer that you can pray for me tonight please pray that lord has his will for my life i want to be with him but i knew in my heart of hearts that she has got this big mouth you know she will give she will live definitely some 10 plus or 20 years <laughs> but then i said why do you say that please you know i will pray that lord heals you she asked me no please pray that lord takes me my dear son i want to be with the lord don't understand that i want to be happy that night you know i had a change of heart towards her such a loving god when she loves the lord she must be loving the church maybe it is for the good of the church she is trying to correct me why should i why should i not heed her but this on the very third day i was attending her i was doing her burial my dear friends you know but i know she must have been sometimes you know very overbearing but i see a saint who is made perfectly righteous without any condemnation or guilt of sin before the lord jesus christ you know then this word meant sense to me we are all frail people we are all weak people but you know in the presence of god when we see god the word says that we will be like him having made perfectly having made perfectly righteous you know what a beautiful dispensation that we have come unto and also you know the pinnacle of this glory or the majesty of the grace now you know we are consecrated we are uh, you know like you know when we when it is talking about a worshiping community we are consecrated to be his worshipers right it doesn't come just like that you know it, it also gives us the uh, benefit and blessing of the pre- being the priesthood the bring being the priests when we are worship when we are partaking in that worship we all can minister on his you know for him and our election includes the call to serve him and we have come to god the righteous jesus and we have come to the uh, people that have walked this way before us who have been made righteous in the pinnacle and the glory of this majesty of grace is that we have also come to jesus the mediator of this new covenant <laughs> we have come to the lord you know let me turn uh, your attention to hebrews chapter 10 i will just read these verses slowly so that you know uh, we understand hebrew cha- hebrews chapter 9 was from verses 11 but when christ appeared as a high priest of the good things that have come then through the greater and more perfect tent not made with hands that is not of this creation he entered once for all into the holy places not by means of the blood of goats and calves but by means of his own blood the securing an eternal redemption for if the blood of goats and bulls and the sprinkling of defiled persons with the ash 
ashes of the of a heifer sanctify for the purification of the flesh how much more will the blood of christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself without blemish to god purify our conscience from dead works to serve the living god verse 15 therefore he is the mediator of a new covenant so that those who are called may receive the promised eternal inheritance the crowning excellence of the majesty of grace son of god has come to save sinners it is he who brought us reconciliation with god the father you know that's why the early church recognized that jesus christ can only be the mediator when paul writes to timothy in first letter chapter 2 and 5 for this is one god and there is there is one god and there is one mediator between god and men the man christ jesus who gave himself as a ransom for all all the levitical sacrifices cried out for a perfect sacrifice and a perfect priest but here we see jesus christ once for all you know a perfect sacrifice and a perfect free priest by himself job cried out in the we consider job as the first book to be written in the bible right so you know job cries out where is my ransom how who will pay but you know he you know finds an answer that my redeemer is alive and then i will see him he has paid in in chapter 33 you know he could see that mediator through which he can have access to god not on his terms but the terms of his uh, mediator and also the book of hebrews tells us that you know uh, if the blood of the calves you know sanctified you know the priest actually symbolically touches some parts of our body so that he may pronounce us clean but here the blood of christ cleanses our conscience you know i can tell this from one example that happened in my life my dear friends you know uh, before i came to christ i used to worship uh, this cinema hero in our land chiranjeevi whenever he danced i used to dance but whenever he died in the movies i could not see the movie i used to hide his pictures uh, you know in my table so that if my dad and mommy sees me you know they would spank me i used to love him if his picture comes you know i would uh, uh, not go to the college i would go to his uh, movie you know i used to be like him i wanted to be like him i wanted to wear dresses like him but i understood that you know after i after god drew me close to him i did not develop that hatred towards him but this is simply taken out of my life i don't know what happened but this is taken out of my life but also i began to tell my people that i love him no more in you know, the guilt of loving him for all those years also left me as if i am not feeling guilty for the sin that i have done my dear friends i am telling you you know i was confident before my friends that you you want to see that person in me he is no more my lord has taken away from me you know such was the power that is the power of blood of jesus christ here he is taking the sin and also the guilt of sin and he is cleaning our conscience you know it's turning away as away from the dead works to serve the living god and also the book of hebrews uh, tells us that in seventh chapter he is still interceding for us upon heaven and then we come to that you know uh, part where says that 
into Jesus the mediator of new covenant and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel right you know the sacrifice of Abel and Cain in the book of Genesis where Abel so blood was crying out for justice right it was crying out for justice it was looking unto god you know lord could see in fact the blood is not crying there but he could see into the deepest part of the sin that cain has committed and could judge cain because of that blood but here you know when the you just recall all the sins that we have committed against our neighbors and against god and then you know all that blood was crying you know if even if you have hatred towards my brother it means that you know i am trying to kill him or i kill him right but when his blood is crying for justice against me uh, but there is the blood of the savior mm-hmm. who has you know turned that vengeance or revenge into mercy and forgiveness here is this blood the more the what you call the it speaks a better word is that the blood of jesus is crying out for justice and forgiveness it has satisfied that vengeance part by taking out the guilt my dear friends you know and we have come unto this wonderful majesty of grace under this new covenant and verse 25 see that you do not refuse him who is speaking for if they did not escape when they refused him who warned them on earth much less will we escape if we reject him who warns from heaven in hebrews chapter 1 in verses 1 and 2 it says that long ago at many times and in many ways god spoke to our fathers by the prophets but in these last days he has spoken to us by his son whom he appointed the heir of all things the passage speaks uh, begins with god speaking to us through his son here the lord is speaking to us through his son you know and then the word is saying that because of the grace that we have received because the the thick clouds and the smoke and the trumpet that has been taken out so that we can understand the grace and approach the holy of holies and gather in worship you know and could see god glorifying the saints that have journeyed this way before us and we have come to this wonderful mediator you know who purifies us who cleanses our conscience to serve the living god and who is crying out for justice and forgiveness for the very every sin that we committed and made a perfect sacrifice for us so when he is speaking we should heed to it we should heed to it you know what a greater uh, things that are given to us when we understand the depth of this divine knowledge we gather with all the remaining assembly of all the believers of all ages in the past present and in the time to come and be a glorious worshiping community partaking in the eternal life with this holy and righteous and more importantly loving uh, god
we thank god you know we cannot thank god enough for the wonderful grace that we have received so you know let us lay aside every weight and sin let us not grow weary and faint hearted let us bear this discipline that the lord is enabling that the lord is carrying out in our lives let us not be discouraged by the bad examples elsewhere mm-hmm. you know in in america i have come to know that i used to think that america is a christian world everybody is a christian you know there are churches everywhere but i see churches of church of the latter day saints you know and i inquired that it is a mormon church i see churches where there was you know um, like you know in a california uh, there was a church that went for 45 minutes that's it the sermon was for 10 to 12 minutes and it was like almost like a ritual you know i was there in grace community church for 5 days and then i just wanted to see the atmosphere in some other church and then i just went in because it was very near to the place uh, of the residence that i was staying in i just went in the worship run for 40 minutes and people just came in fancy dresses and people just went in a flash like that without any what you without savoring the joy of you know the worshiping community my dear friends but we understand the depth of the grace that we have come to experience you know we can speak uh, you know glorious praise unto him from the depth and bottom of our hearts mm-hmm. so let us worship and magnify him for who he is and what he has done for us and for where he has drawn us to let us pray once again father we are so thankful for this a uh, beautiful scripture passage where it says that uh, encouraging us not to grow weary and faint hearted uh, not to carry any excess baggage lord because of the wonderful majestic place that you, you have brought us to lord we thank you for your grace lord we thank you for the display of grace in the life and in the person and the work of lord jesus christ lord it is you who will glorify us lord lord enable us to groan for that day watch out for that day where you come lord so that we be carried out with you lord lord also we thank you for days like this wherein we are reminded our blessings and our privileges as part of the new testament believer we thank you lord we worship you we glorify we magnify and we keep your name above every name In Jesus name we pray amen